0: Let's go to the water, water hole and see what Bantelopes are drinking.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Oh God. S- swim among the banter rays.
1: Very good. You got a third one in you?
0: Um, I think the Archbishop of Banterbury already got done by someone. Hmm.
1: electronic wireless show episode 107 rock paper shotguns pc gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion my name is alice bell and i'm joined of course this week by daddy warbucks
2: (laughs) yes uh is that how he talks i don't know yeah it's me it's matthew castle
0: (laughs) hang on wasn't that brad pitt's character in 2014 tank film fury
2: No, Daddy Warbucks is the guy who adopts the little orphan Annie.
0: Oh, I've just Googled and uh, I'm thinking of War Daddy. (laughs) Oh, no, that's
2: very different. It's quite different vibes, yeah. (laughs) That might have been Daddy Warbucks during the war because he did fight in the war and then afterwards he became like a sort of uh, an industrialist and that's where he made his money. Weirdly, he was called Warbucks, you know, that's his surname. Um, He didn't, it wasn't like a, you know, what's that thing? Normative um, de- de- yeah. determinism. Um, Is he like a war 20.
0: profiteer? I don't think
2: so. The Wikipedia <laughs> was vague on this. I did look it up in case it came up.
0: <laughs> Brad Pitt just sort of got annihilated in a tank battle. So, I oh, mean, right. maybe they sewed him back together. But
2: And then he adopted <laughs> a small girl for some song and dance numbers.
0: Hang on, just uh, just cracking open a nice, cold, refreshing tin of banter.
1: Uh, the third voice you can hear of course is horizon zero dad Um,
0: (laughs) aka dad of war 2018
1: yeah played Uh, by nate crowley
0: hello uh
1: how are you both this week feeling whimsical it seems
0: yeah well we did the um because i'm on holiday next week true yeah Inside baseball here, so uh, we're doing um, we're doing an episode of the podcast in advance, and we're still buzzing from our virtual adventure at EGX Res. Oh, that was fun!
1: It was super fun, yeah. Uh, so, if you haven't listened to that, uh, the last episode of the podcast, we did an actual play of a uh, TRPG of the show REST, the live indie gaming show Rest, um, which was written for us by Nate and uh, Grant Howitt of Rowan Rook and DeCard, who's a very good um, tabletop game writer. And it's free and you can get it now and have a go yourself. Uh, and we had a jolly old time with Meg from EGX and Dean, the Read video producer. Um, and that was fab. It was a, a billboard time. Uh, and, but I hope you're having a lovely time on holiday, Nate, wherever you are. I suppose we could imagine here that you're in some some wacky hijinks.
0: Oh yeah, running away from um, some cops at a game show. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah, and no, I'll be uh, I'll just be doing loads of aquarium maintenance with oh, a lovely. quiet smile on my face,
1: eating some some oats, having Tons. some big oats. Hashtag, hashtag
0: massive
1: group. oats. Oh, <laughs> uh, and how are you, Matthew? Did you yeah. enjoy? I,
2: yeah, I, ad- I enjoyed the thing. I was just going to say, when we were listening to the theme tune just then, I heard there's something buried deep in that tune, like a, a voice or something. Yes. I heard like a voice. Are you sure? Yeah, like uh, there's one point in it, somewhere in the claps, there's like the sound of like children laughing or something. Like there's a <laughs> There's something, I don't know if I imagined it, but I I
0: I think it was seagulls.
2: Oh, that would be, that would explain it.
0: Which are nature's children.
1: I didn't hear seagulls here though, which is where they would be coming from if, if anywhere. Oh, I
2: thought I heard something. I was like, what is that? Like, is this like the beginning of a Da Vinci code? Is there a a message in our podcast theme? The seagulls are coming from within
0: the podcast
1: Podcast, are lads? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Always has been. To quote another astronaut meme,
1: true. Uh, <laughs> um, but this week we're uh, we're back to having a. Well, I say back to normal. We're back to whatever normal is for us, um, which means we have a fun theme to talk about. And actually, I'm really excited for this one. I think it's going to be good. Um, so this is the the dad special. Uh, which uh, is semi-inspired, Matthew, by the film podcast you recommended once and you said they had a dad movies special. Mm. So this is, we're going to talk about uh, dads in games and games about dads and the kind of, the trend now of of now developers are adult men with children. They sort of have have transitioned into making games about adult men with children. Um, But this isn't specifically
2: like, games that dads like because right because it's not like dads just want to play games about dads is it? N-
0: dads no, well, I... just want to play dad games <laughs> Well I, that's an interesting
1: because there, there's a difference between like yeah dad games and and games I, well let's hang on let's let's wait for this thing to go past okay. and then we can discuss it on the other side of that mm.
0: Music was perfect for an image of us sort of crouched fearfully behind a bush as a massive <laughs> bee strode past with a snarl on its face, which is what I imagine a sting looking like as a thing.
1: Really, I imagine our stings is more sort of bumbling kind of furry, elephanty creatures.
2: I, I just picture the musical artist Sting.
1: <laughs> Hiding from Sting behind heads. Oh, yeah, because we
2: don't want him to bang on about his... Whatever it is what, what, what's his deal? Tantric sex. He mentioned he yeah,
1: yeah. mentioned shagging Trudy Styler for hours once in the nineties, and
2: now <laughs> no, he's that... doomed. That's
1: everything <laughs> his entire life. No one ever talks to him about Dune. Did he only That's
0: mention all... it once?
1: Yeah, like it, like they, they, I don't know how many times he mentioned, but it was just, it. It came up a couple times in the nineties, and now the joke is like, hur, hur, hur. stings a tantric sex haver.
0: Poor old Sting.
1: I don't know, but then you know, mention tantric sex, win tantric sex prizes. I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't know what they would be. Just a really long shag, probably.
1: Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so talking about dads. Um, all right, Matthew. So what? What's the distinction then between like games dads like and? And dad games. Well, I, I don't know. So uh, this
2: general topic brought up the fact that there have been a lot of dads, as you say, in games, but I'm not entirely sure that a game with a dad in it is necessarily a dad game.
0: Like, well, I don't... Dads are quite common. Most people have got dads or have had one at some point. In fact, every... You are one, mate. Yeah. dad. There's a dad here in the call. Yes, but like...
2: I don't think I don't think dad's entertainment, dad's joy, necessarily hinges on seeing a dad. That's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> okay, so if if there was a video game of this podcast, which I imagine would be like Streets of Rage, basically, yeah, no, Golden Axe. I think uh, would that be a dad game because one of the protagonists was a dad? No, uh, no. What would make it a dad game?
2: Well, because it covers the in, the many interests of dads. But I don't know if, I, if I'm just being coloured by this podcast I listen to about what dad films are, where they basically said dads only like films with Tom Hanks and <laughs> war in them. They like films where they can turn to their kids on the couch and give them information or nuggets oh. about the events of the film. So it's not specifically they're about dads. It's more like they appeal to the quality of dads. Um, well, this is a
0: revelation. Mm,
1: well, but, see, I would, I would say that I'm thinking about dad games as uh, where like dads and dadding features kind of yeah I, I, quite I'm heavily pro- as you know thematically.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably more interested in in that. I'm not a dad myself, so I, I can't say you know my my tastes are are dad games. You know, I, I don't really know what a dad would enjoy um, in games. But I do know a good video game dad when I see one, if that makes yeah. sense.
0: Well, I, I can be like the token alien in the away team in a Star Trek episode. Okay. Where they're like, um, you know, do you recognize this writing? And they'll be like, yes, this is a holy text of my people, the dads. Um, <laughs> so, I'll, yeah, I, I will be the final and absolute arbiter of what dad's like.
1: Okay. <laughs> Well, I did say uh, before we recorded this that I I was going to ask you if uh, the first time you saw your child was the first time you realized life was precious, as is the case with games developers.
0: Yeah, before that, I mean, I mostly just spent my weekends just going to the local pet shop, buying whatever they had and just shoveling it off a cliff into the sea. (laughs) Life meant nothing to me. I just shout at pigeons from about three inches away. (laughs) <laughs> um, I was a monster But then my little bean came into my life And suddenly I thought maybe there's another way and So I stopped um, cooking food by roaring at it and That's started.
2: basically what happened to the Last of Us guy
0: Yeah, yeah. In his interviews
2: well, he, That's basically what he said wasn't it they he didn't really understand That murder was bad until he had a kid <laughs> <laughs> And then he was like oh, <laughs> Murder is bad
1: uh, it's. I mean, it's funny because it, the the problem that we'll run into, I feel, is that actually a lot of the best uh, sad Murder Dad games are PS4 exclusives. Well, that's their so entire the-
2: brand, this generation. It's because yeah. they made The Last of Us and everyone liked it. They basically went, make all of your games into The Last of Us from now on. It doesn't matter how whimsical the hero, Spyro, Crash, Ratchet and Clank, all of them, Murder Dads, a lot of them. <laughs>
0: Well, Crash Bandicoot died himself, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he lives again as, as. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, he's Dean now.
1: Yeah, um, it's a little callback for the fans, the true fans. Um,
0: <laughs> well, because uh, I
1: speaking of like developer interviews, Corey Barlog uh, said basically exactly the same thing. Um, the about the before, guy. Yeah, about um, God of Dad, and talked <laughs> about how like when they made the first two god, two dad, um, when it was just God of War. Uh, it was sort of like they were these kind of young guys, a very brash, I think that a Japanese developer had said that like Western developers couldn't do that sort of game well. And they were like, yeah, we can and made God of War. And then they grew up and entered their forties and had kids and were like, oh, emotions. <laughs>
0: It's got to be said, though, and I know it is a PS4 exclusive, but that is that is a good turnaround. Like, the original Kratos is one of the most unpleasant men I can think of in all of games. <laughs> <laughs> there is not a single redeeming feature to his character, although he is, ironically, kind of a good portrait of, like, the ancient Greek ideal of a hero. Um, but, yeah, he's still a d-head. Um And whereas modern ad kratos i actually found like i know it is easy to sort of have a bit of a sneer um but i have to say i thought that one was quite touching it was more complex than it had to be narratively and and i liked it
1: i thought it was a smashing game yeah i thought it was excellent i know, I know i'm making fun and mm. uh, well,
0: it's the road to damascus moment that's funny isn't it i mean the yeah, ad, it's, it's not pooing on the game it's sort of
1: like when when lads are like you know i used to think that women were lying about life being a bit hard but then i had a daughter and now i mm. care you know like
0: well yeah that's the thing, someone who can only imagine like women's misfortune in the context of their own flesh and blood that's yeah a shame i mean it's a step in uh, the right direction but it's a shame
2: yeah <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm quite happy existing in my pre-lapsarian state because I haven't had a child yet. So I I, I am still that very much blunt instrument. Uh, and it's, it's pretty great. Uh, I won't lie. like My world vision suits me perfectly fine. Um,
1: but I mean, there are some sort of classic uh, sort of sad murder dad uh, evolutions in PC gaming as well. For example, I, w- I know we talk about him a lot, but I would say The Witcher involves that because Geralt becomes this... That was my top dad on
2: my list, was Geralt in the Witcher.
1: He dads the hell up. He dads the heck up, man. Do you want to delve into that, Matthew?
2: Yeah, so while he doesn't have a child, as one of the defining factors of of the witches is that their chemical process by which they gain their powers makes them impotent, uh, which is why they're uh, having so much sex the whole time, because they're basically, you know, a, a... in the context of that world, like a safe person to have sex with. Hang
1: on, um, but he's impotent. So, is he just yeah, like we'll a or so. negro Not impotent, um, infertile. Infertile, oh, right. sorry. Not that impotent, really yeah.
0: suddenly changed my view of,
2: of <laughs> No, sorry, not impotent, infertile. <laughs> that would well, be such know, a it hilarious bunch, like, well, it wouldn't be hilarious, but it would be a punchline of sorts to like every single love scene in that
0: game. That's amazing, and yeah, yeah, he leaves this trail of delighted women. What a, what a man. What good fellow.
2: Oh, uh, me and my words. Um, but he has a adopted daughter, Siri, um, which I think is, I th- there's this weird thing where he, like, t- I thought he'd, like, technically kind of sort of inherited her because there's, like, a, isn't there, I think there's a weird thing in the law about, like, payment of, you know, that, you can kind
1: she's of sort of adopted her or something, but then I don't know how yeah, much there's, is, there's, is there's game and in... how much is TV and
2: Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's all a bit of a muddle now. But yeah, he's got he's got kind of Syria and obviously in The Witcher Three, she's kind of the key part of that. he's he's looking for her in a in a very he's got a very kind of concerned dad energy in that game.
0: Mm. Is she the lady who's running across the big horse zone right at the start?
1: No that's, no, that's his love interest.
0: Okay, yeah, because I did think they were banging and that would worry me now if that was if that was his daughter. Good.
1: No, yeah.
2: <laughs> but he's also sort of everyone's dad, in a way, in those games. In that he 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 serves a very sort of sort of authoritarian kind of role in that he comes into situations and basically decides how is it going to be in a kind of dad like way. He kind of takes control of messy situations, which I think has quite a dad energy to it.
0: I would agree with that. Yeah. You know, I think the real dad energy though is like wading in absolutely confident that that's what you're doing, sort of losing control halfway through, but not really acknowledging it. <laughs> That's the real power of a dad. so does he do that? Uh, I think he's too.
1: He does sometimes like there are some quests where like you can screw up and like like that one where your witcher mate is like hunt being hunted by some murks and then he's like whatever you whatever happens don't interfere and he gets stabbed. And you can interfere then and like kill the other lads and then and then your witcher mate wakes up and it's like, It was a ploy. What did I tell you? For God's sake. Ooh. Oh, that's good. And stuff like that. So that's, he can that's quite in his, his supreme he's confidence. Fa- kind of. I
2: I I played him as quite an effective guy. You know, he he's quite effective throughout. He doesn't yeah, he does succeed. He doesn't he doesn't kind of mess up that often though i
0: I think you're getting dads confused with businessmen there uh, the the people that businessmen aspire to be just these serious problem solvers
2: but isn't he actually like you you do get dads who are like perfect and then have like a massive fall from grace and like Like shatter like shatter like everyone's lives because you rely you know you have this idea of like this perfect dad and he turns out to be really bad in some way and Mm. maybe like you know Geralt can make some like quite catastrophic world changing decisions so maybe he's like pretty sound most of the time but he hides like like a big disastrous dad energy
0: I tell uh, you who is the absolute archetype of that character (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's Octodad from (laughs) Octodad Uh, Octodad's a disaster from the moment he wakes up (laughs) Uh, no but no one thinks so they all think he's a regular dad but he's concealing a disaster isn't he he's an octopus <laughs> I don't but I've never bought that
2: do they know do they is the it's the setup that they don't know he's an octopus or that they're just sort of rolling with it and giving him like a chance oh that's interesting
1: <laughs> like they I mean, must see that he's an octopus you'd know i feel like you'd know
0: but he doesn't look like a man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I, I I hate to say this. I think that might be the joke that right. like, the a priori premise of Octodad is that nobody is capable of detecting the fact he's not a human
2: until he and makes I, a massive goof.
0: Yeah, it's all about it's about suspension of disbelief, I suppose, isn't it? It's uh... I can't believe I've misunderstood. Well, okay, Octodad.
1: hang on. I've uh, let me. I pulled up the the Wikipedia. Here and it says, uh, Octodad Dadliest Catch requires the player to control the protagonist, Octodad, as he manoeuvres his way through increasingly complex challenges all while attempting to hide the fact that he is a cephalopod in human clothing, which implies that people do not know.
0: Wait a second. Is there only one Octodad game? Because I thought Dadliest Catch was Octodad 2.
1: Uh, So it's Octodad Dadliest Catch is the the official sort of... There was a freeware game called Octodad beforehand, oh. basically. But
2: he's had children. He's had human children.
1: So, like, they... like,
2: like ignoring the suit, like, his wife has known his body.
0: <laughs> Have you seen that one, like, 17th century Japanese woodcut?
1: <laughs> the, the, the fish wife's dream? or Is that what it's called? Uh,
0: it's, uh, it's the, f- yeah, some, it's the someone's dream who's to do with fish and that, yeah. I reckon that's that's probably <laughs> he's always a bit like gerald then isn't he
1: but that's <laughs> awful because they have big they don't they have big snapping beaks I've yeah. never bought that
0: yeah no. no that is the horrible thing about that picture isn't it yeah uh, i mean apart from the bestiality um <laughs> yeah the, start,
2: the podcast start it's taken a dark turn this week well, it's Oxid- i think Oxidad is an inherently dark product <laughs> like it just it just you think it's funny because he's like slipping on bananas and stuff but actually the implications of that game are are pretty unpleasant
0: let's uh steer away from this cavern wait no this is too early for that segue it's
1: too uh too early for the cavern segue my friend yeah
0: uh... i appreciate
1: the effort though
0: um i I was
2: gonna
1: raise the, the interesting character
2: of Marcus Phoenix. I was going to
1: raise Marcus Phoenix.
2: Huh?
1: I was going to raise Marcus oh, Phoenix. Oh, well, well, yeah. cuz he's
2: obviously a hero who has lived long enough to become a dad. Yeah. He started off having dad issues in that his dad was kind of a naughty man I think in the original games. Um the cause of all our troubles, but now he is the the father of the hero of the new games. And, well, and of
0: course in Gears Tactics you play the father of the hero in Gears 5. Oh
2: so- yeah. Yes,
0: gears. It's a kaleidoscope of dads.
2: It is. It
1: has it has a lot of dad strata mm. to many layers to excavate, and I think it's sort of gears. Kind of feels in that way a bit like um, Microsoft's uh, God of Dad, because it started off as that quite like oh, it's a gun with a chainsaw on it, kind of.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: testosterone-fueled slamming cans against your forehead kind of um, ultra-violence even though you know it was a very good game did a lot of very good innovative things Um, and it sort of added layers of mature storytelling varnish on top of that as it's as it's gone on
0: I'd say actually um, Ashley my uh, my wife is a really she's quite a big Gears fan and her theory is uh that those games are actually kind of instrumental in the sort of the like slightly adorable slightly comical uh maturation uh of of SP- fps games and she reckons what did it was those trailers where it would have like a sad cover of like Mad World or something playing <laughs> yeah. while people looked at burnt photos of their families. And she was like I I'm sure like someone in the comments will know of a game that did it first. But that was when she became aware of of that whole movement. And I think it's fair to say that they they pioneered the wait, let's do some thinking with our killing mm. business. Which is which is very sort of dad game, isn't it? Hmm.
1: Like, let's kill, but be sad about it.
0: Oh, uh, speaking of gears, did, did uh, I tell you about Lords of Naptime?
1: Isn't that a fictional game that you have invented?
0: Oh no, because that's that's what you call gears. Well, yeah. This is this. The reason I mention it is because it's um, pr- a prime dad anecdote. Um, oh yes, this
2: is this is what I came to this podcast for.
0: Oh, okay, hang on. This is the nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if this uh, this podcast was a steak, this would be delicious, charred dad fat. Um, oh, that is horrendous. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so when I was uh, playing a Gears Tactics for review, um, I loved it. By the way, amazing game. Um, I was like absolutely wolfing it for for a couple of weeks straight. And I was, uh, I think that was quite early days of lockdown. So I was doing a lot of childcare because um, we were splitting it between us when my daughter would usually be at, um, at nursery. So I had to play quite a lot of Gears Tactics um, with Tally sat on my lap. And... She's, you know, she's just turned two. She's at an age where she's beginning to comprehend what's happening on screens. So I was a bit unsure about the just vast amounts of slaying in the Mm -hmm. game. Uh, So I said that the men were trying to get the aliens to go to bed because they they were all refusing to have their afternoon naps. So when they were, like, running into them and slamming them to the ground with (laughs) noises... Uh, that was that was nap time, and the game was called Lords of Nap Time. And I even did a a fun Photoshop of uh, of the men from the well the uh, the people from the cover of the game, um, saying now settle down to the giant monsters as they rampage with their nightcaps and glasses of <laughs> warm milk. I like the fun. Version.
2: I like that your fear of that situation was that she'd learn the game, she'd watch the game and learn like violent tendencies, rather than seeing the potential that she watched the game and develop like an incredible strategic mind.
0: Well, she could still develop the incredible strategic mind. You see, um, oh, to be just- honest, if if I'm being truthful, the real thing I wanted to, to reinforce was you know the absolute mortal peril of not taking an afternoon nap.
2: Right,
0: <laughs> you know, I'm not saying I want her to believe that possibly burly soldiers are going to smash through the wall and force her to sleep if she doesn't do it willingly. But I mean, as in nonsensible, uh, nonsensical childhood terrors go, that would be a convenient one,
1: <laughs> a useful, my, uh, a my useful terror to have. When my brothers
2: and sisters were quite young, because I've got, I've got there's quite an age gap between me and my my youngest siblings. Um, my mum created this a uh, fictional. I don't know if it was meant to be like an orphanage, but it was something that was run by a woman called Madame Smackham. And <laughs> if, they, if they were naughty, you'd go to the phone and pretend you were ringing up Madame Smackham, presumably to come and pick up these naughty children. And it got to a point where you just had to like venture towards the phone, and they'd like freak out and
0: and and behave. Uh, <laughs> is-
1: Madam Smackham
0: that is so good that sounds like just the most like given up on life dominatrix ever <laughs> madam <'em>, smackam <laughs> i love it
1: oh my god uh, mm. oh dear um
0: i also tell my daughter that potatoes are called lion's eggs
1: Why?
2: <laughs> it's funny, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Have you ever seen that yeah. film Dogtooth? The Greek film. It's no. About a, it's about a man. It's it's really really good. It's the, it's the chap who went on to do direct the Lobster and things like that. Um. But it's about this guy who's basically never let his kids leave this house, and he's raised them up, but he's taught them like the wrong words for everything. He's so they have no idea of like what how the world is, and he's and he's painted this like mad vision of what the world is so he tells them if they go outside they're going to be killed by this beast and it's just like a cat that they see in the garden but they're all terrified of it because they don't know any better um weirdly the dad in it is it's the dad from staff Let's flats really <laughs> yeah what? it's 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 a great film it's it's really worth watching but it's 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 very much about a
0: the damage a mad dad can do i really yeah. want to watch that maybe it'll warn me off lion's eggs
1: well, I was going to say, like, it's, it's all well and good now, but you have to remember to, at some point, tell her that they are called potatoes like, before she goes her. to school. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's crazy. Well, I sing nonsense songs to myself all the time as I walk around the house. And I've been doing like several of them since before she was born. And one of them is I sing, you know, I'm getting married in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I sing that, but I I sing it. I'm gonna chuck you through a window. I'm gonna chuck you through a door. I'm gonna hurl you through a garden fence. Hey, and like, it's, I just I just sing to myself all the time. But I, the other day, she started singing along with me, and I had this chilling moment of like, oh no, she's gonna sing this at school, and they're gonna be like, that? it's the song daddy sings to me. I think I've just ritualized this threat of defenestration <laughs> as a cheery song. <laughs> but she's good at singing it. I'm very proud.
1: Oh my god! You've got to be careful. We can't, they'll repeat anything. My, this is a, a dad-based story. that It's fine because my dad will never listen to this podcast or know that I have said this. Um, but my dad got the snip when I was quite little. Um. And would talk quite blithely about like the bruising and what color it was and stuff at home oh, no. um and then I because I, I grew up in a small town where like um like everyone knew each other, so my teachers at like preschool knew my parents and stuff as well, and evidently what happened is that uh you know one of the teachers at preschool asked me how everything was and how my parents were and stuff, and I was like, you know, daddy's Willie's gone purple <laughs> and, and
0: then, <laughs> 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 and,
1: and then and then so then when they came to me up they were sort of like so Alan I hear your your operation is gone well and, and I don't remember that hap- I don't remember telling that my that to my teacher but I do remember being told uh, clearly that I should not discuss <laughs> dad's vasectomy outside of the home
0: <laughs> absolutely amazing All right, I've got to Uh, uh, come up with new lyrics for I'm getting married in the morning, then. uh, (laughs) Uh, What about,
1: are there any other real-life dads, uh, real-life dads, uh, game dads that we think are worth bringing into this this conversation?
2: I always quite liked, uh, did you play Assassin's Creed 3? Of course. Where you started that game you played basically the first one of five ten hours That's or something rubbish yeah as as a guy called haytham kenway who turned out to be the dad of the main character and also the villain of the piece so you mm. got to like walk a mile in a dad's shoes before you had to stab that dad up or, yeah. or go after him but i that that way sort of stuck out as a as a an interesting video game dad just because I didn't think... I, I, I Maybe I'm, I was just an idiot, but I was actually quite surprised when he turned out to be the baddie. Uh, I
1: was as well, yeah. But that's because... Do you, did you know that they, they balls that up because they... Like, if you, at any point before playing as Connor, the true protagonist, like, paused and looked in the... You know, they have the codex thing where they describe the characters. Like, if you did that while you were playing as Haytham and read the index, the codex entry on Haytham, it said, like, Haytham was a famous Templar from Blah Blah. Oh, really? A- uh. Yeah, like, they forgot to take that out when they first launched it. They, I, I think they might have, like, fixed it hastily when people pointed this out, but they basically, like, oh. built a ruin for their own reveal in into their game, which is quite funny.
0: That's so dumb. That's amazing. Yeah. I've got I got a couple of dads to, to throw into oh, the yeah. dad sack. Uh, yeah, go for it. So, um, one of them is a very obvious one and it's, well, actually they're both obvious, but in different ways. One's Eli Vance from Half-Life too. Oh
1: yeah. Ah. He's
0: a great dad because he makes a big Mecca to look after his daughter.
1: He does. That's true. I don't, but, but I feel like he's, he's an excellent dad, but so he's sort of separate from the... Maybe some of the other dads we've talked about, because he's 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 a good dad, and he doesn't have like that much dad grief.
0: He's got a bit of dad grief. Well, yeah, but it's not specific dad grief, I suppose.
2: He's I quite a dis. Know. Isn't he quite a distant, absent dad? Like, where- no, he's
0: he's he's quite sounds. Um, but I
2: thought you only ever like. Not that he's. I know he's not Gordon Freeman's dad, but like. I thought he was somewhere else, and like I only really remember seeing him on computer screens. Oh he, well, I suppose he's literally absent in a. Like, in yeah, a... that's what I mean. He's like a zoom. He's like a zoom dad.
0: You find him in that fun shed, don't you?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. we
1: well, you, you meet up with him, and I remember the first time I played Half Life Two, I got really annoyed at just like because like you go, you meet up with Alex and her dad. And the last one of the last things he says to you before you get cut off from him for a bit is uh, to, to you and Alex is he goes like don't go to Ruh. and then Alex immediately is like we have to go through Raven home and I was like, Clearly we do not. Why
0: are you-? <laughs> So he's looking it- advice?
1: what did the man just say and so that i was sort of resentful that but that is also
0: like
2: good local area knowledge is a very dad like quality
1: oh that's true yeah you know
2: like my dad's like don't we don't go to that restaurant like <laughs> and it's not quite as bad as ravenholm but he's like we, we don't go to that that chinese takeaway we go to this one instead you know
0: and ravenholm is a bit like a sort of a a jest out of of dad anxieties because there's loads. It just all I remember about it, other than the fact that there's obviously the zombles and that, is that it was loads and loads and loads of carpentry workshops. Because they needed <laughs> to put in all of those whizzy discs that you and, fired with your gun,
2: and badly sealed paint cans, which dads also hate.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's just like I. I think it's a sort of a Jungian manifestation of <laughs> live Vance's dad fears. Do you and you that's think why if, he doesn't if, want them to go there. If
2: Half-Life was Psychonauts and there was a level set in Eli Vance's head, it would be Ravenholm.
0: Well, yeah. And the, the, the head crab zombies, they're not head crab zombies at all. They're people with poorly cooked Christmas turkeys on their heads because he's very <laughs> anxious about the amount of time for which he should cook a turkey, which is another dad thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Take So Half-Life 2 may in fact be the ultimate dad game and also game about dad.
0: Well then, what about the um, the large fathers, the the size ah, of the yeah padres from uh, Bioshock? Mm. So these
1: are an interesting one because they're 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 not well. I suppose in Bioshock Two, it's a well all the Bioshocks actually have a heavy dad component, don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, there are um, different themes.
1: Have big dad themes,
2: yeah. You see, the in the in in Bioshock one and two, although they're called big daddies, because I don't know, it's just because of they're called the the little sisters. But I'd say they've got more big brother energy than dad energy.
1: Are you kidding? No. No interesting I can, like they're defensive I think I can... they're
2: defensive of a little sister and they're and they're like they're sort of thuggish and they're very quick to anger i don't know i'd say they've got more brother energy than dad energy do you disagree
0: but, yeah what if, is it about a dad that like if anyone tried to mug my daughter for magic sea slug like stuff i i i would be very quick to anger i would my drill <laughs> arm would activate but there's something my about eyes would go red
2: but then, but there's, but some, then the... there's something about letting the little sisters go out and do that perilous chore that is not something a dad would let it happen but like you might like a big brother might go to the shops with his little sister
1: which well, is their choice but i i can see where matthew's coming from here because until the little sister gets kind of messed with the big daddy doesn't really give a shit about them like yeah, I mean,
2: he's, he's just thinking about like, you know, renting a video at Blockbuster or something. That's what brothers think about. Sort
1: of like stomping about. Yeah, like you know, trying to see if there's anyone outside the Smiths that might buy like cigarettes a, I don't for think him. A dad would be that listless. Oh, I And don't then, know. then I be it's sort listless. of like <laughs> it, it feels like he's sort of indifferent to the little sister until someone picks on her, and then it's like, hey. I'm the one that picks on my little sister.
0: That is interesting. I, I kind of buy that actually. It's, no. it's
2: it's complex though because that is also a game about like I and mean, there's you know literal father figures and fathers and mad father figures in 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 all of them. Mm. I don't know because the 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 lady the lady daddy in Bioshock Two isn't she called the big sister? She is the big sister, yeah.
0: Is she the sort of the um, the sort of battle bird?
1: No. So in Bioshock Two, you have big d- you you play as a big daddy,
0: and um, not played the second one. I have to admit. Yeah. I'm so surprised Bioshock by Two, this,
2: given your affinity for the big daddy.
1: Yeah. So you are a big daddy in Bioshock Two, and you have your big drill hand and everything, um, and then you're you the new guardians for the little sisters are big sisters, and they're sort of like. Jumpy,
0: skinny, terrifying.
1: Like...
2: They're like ninja big daddies.
0: Yeah. Oh, I've just googled them. Whoa, oh, they're um, they're quite something, aren't they? But but you are right. In Bioshock Infinite, it's a big robot murder bird. Cos someone's done a sexy cosplay off one. I don't know what to think about it. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, but uh, but then
1: in in Bioshock Infinite, the the dad. The dad feels are sort of relocated onto like the main character, aren't
2: they? Yeah.
1: Again, so it it's an interesting one. I would I would say that Booker DeWitt has some measure of dad energy for sure. Oh
2: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh,
1: but I think probably it's now time to uh to head to the cavern of lies once again, which I hope we've had the Ghostbusters in.
0: So I think yeah. it
1: should be, it should be safe.
0: Yeah, I had a word mentor. with Ghostus, by the way. Um, did you? Yeah, I told him setting jaguars on my colleagues isn't on.
1: I don't. I mean, where did he even get them from?
0: Well, they're ghosts. I mean, loads of jaguars die all the time. They're an endangered species, and Ghostus <laughs> just hoovers them all up for use in his ridiculous Roman punishments. But I have told him to just call it with that, so uh, I'm sorry for the for the light maiming.
1: It was a bit, yeah, and y- you know the the ghostly wounds are a bit. You know the NHS doesn't really know how to cover that. Do you know what I mean? And so it was a bit. It was a bit rude.
0: Yeah, it was really. It was poor form. Uh, it's uh, not why I expect better from ghosters.
1: But I think this time, if, if you Nate would like to follow me through the sting. Uh, Oh, well, no, we've got our own, we've got our cavern of lies sting, haven't we? Have we? Ooh. Yeah, do you, you, like, it's, oh, Matthew, it's, oh, oh, yeah. You, you do a door creaking noise, and then <laughs> Nate says, Cavern of Lies. Okay.
0: The cavern of lies. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really a sting
2: if we have to do it live every
1: <laughs> We'll We'll sort one out and be fine. <laughs> Well, so should this we do week- it
0: again as the actual sting? Because we, we sort of, we, there wasn't enough separation between one segment and the other. And that's what a sting does. Yeah, okay. got them. <coughs> The Cavern of Lies.
1: Well, welcome, Nate. I, I think we're the guests in the Cavern of Lies this week. Yes,
2: so I should be welcoming you to the Cavern of Lies. Oh, Matthew, you're here. Uh, Yes, I'm sorry. I was just here. I I am joined uh, by a parade of father figures, some real, some fake. I'm going to describe some famous, well, not so famous, video game dads to you. And you have to tell me whether or not they are indeed a real dad, which is nice, nice, or a fake dad, which is.
0: Ooh la Ooh la la. La. <laughs>
2: um, some of these are I'd say you know most of these games and some of them are kind of like quite uh, sort of hidden dad lore within those games But I'm uh, excited So I'm going to kick things off with uh, Street Fighter 5 Championship Edition which is uh, I believe the most recent Street Fighter 5 but what it notice, uh, notably reveals is that Blanca, famed electric green man, mm. is Ken's dad. He's actually right. Ronald Masters, and he mutated in Brazil. Ron Masters, technically. I didn't want to say the name, because Nate always says Ronald as a joke name for everything. But... <laughs> is he the master of all Ronalds? Uh, He's just Ron, he's Ron Masters, Ken Masters'
0: dad. Now, was this the game that also had that cool Turkish wrestler who was like the oily one and he was just brilliantly gay, but there was a sort of panic about it. So I said, oh no, he's got loads of daughters. And that became his thing.
2: That's not, that can't be Zangief.
0: Um, no, 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 he was a, I think oh, he was. Oh, a new
2: character. Oh, yeah, there was, there was an oily one. I must admit, like, I had to I had to reach pretty far for some of these dads, so I'm not, like, massively au okay fait with Street Fighter.
0: Well, I'm just wondering if the game was going for sort of. Oh, like a wider thing about dads. Yeah, but then that was a panic inclusion of dads in the background. Nah, see, no, it's, I it's,
2: think it's, it's a bit this this was just like a sting in, you know, you, you have the little story modes for each characters and at the end you have like a little revelation about them. It's just a it's just a little a little fun addition to the lore.
1: See, the dad fighting game is is Tekken, isn't it? Tekken's mm. got quite well, a bit of well, like yeah, the, I, I, the Mishimas. I,
2: I, I, well, that's, that's, that's what made me look at Street Fighter in the first place because I thought, mm. oh, I could do Tekken, but then I was like, oh, everyone knows that's about dads. I said, are there any famous dads in Street Fighter? Lo and behold, Blanka. Who
1: knew? Um, I d- this sounds
0: plausible. Do you know what makes me believe it? It's the fact that he had to reluctantly say the name Ronald because that you know he knows that gets me worked up, so he would have chosen a, a less Ronaldy name. But I
1: think he might have. That's what's throwing me off towards thinking it's a an Oolala, because I think he might have chosen Ron as like a double bluff.
2: <laughs> I mean that is a deep that's a deep mind game. If that's or true, may,
0: maybe Ken's dad is in the continuity somewhere, and he's called Ronald. But Matthews just spliced that to some about Blanca, and and I
1: and I think as well you're saying that's a deep mind game to play. But you you talk about the Cavern of lies in the context of some quite mind gamey stuff. Quite frankly, like you've been you've been tracking Nate's kind of habits when uh, well, when he does. The I Cavern, mean, like-
2: I would say this is just like a fun podcast we do. I don't actually give it that much thought. I mean, it's it's just an that's- hour a week of fun.
0: No, That's not mate. true. Yeah, How you dare, bloody dare you, <laughs> detectives? Like somebody likes detectives as much as you wouldn't yeah. not take the Cavern of Lies seriously.
1: I'm saying it's a new la, la.
0: I'm going to back you, you up. You, yeah. you're the, you know, you've you've done this rodeo more times than me, so I'm I'm being led.
1: I'm going. ooh la la! Yeah, I'm saying it's a lie.
0: It is.
1: Ooh-la-la. La.
2: <laughs> yes! Oh, la, la God damn it, I really thought the Ronald thing and my little Ronald... I said to Catherine last night, I'm going to say he's called Ronald and I'm going to sell it hard because they're not going to believe that because it's such a bullshit name.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes. I really wanted to trick you with that one.
0: You didn't get me with Ronald.
1: He nearly did. It was you, You're you lucky I was here, Nate.
0: Yeah, it's trick- right. You saved me. Thanks, Dad. <laughs>
2: All right, this is. Uh, you're going to say this one's fake as well because of the name, but this is. It's very similar to the last name. Uh, this is <laughs> this is Max Payne two: The Fall uh-huh. of Max Payne. Uh, it's more of an Easter egg than like a key story beat. Uh, there's a level in an apartment block where you meet Max Payne's dad, who's called mm-hmm. Donald Payne. But. The thing that's memorable about this is he has the exact same grimace as Max Bane, you know, that that sort of slightly constipated face, mm. and they just sort of – they just look at each other. That's the scene. They just grimace back and forth for, like, 30 seconds and then move on. That's all it
0: is. I thought you were about to say he has the exact same grimace as Ronald McDonald. Which <laughs> really that <just> brilliant.
1: <laughs> on a chain, on a little knee. <laughs>
0: So um, there's grimacing. Is there no dialogue? Not that
2: I remember. I. It's it's, it's more like that's why I say it's like an East straight. It's like a you just look at them and go, oh yeah, they're father and son.
1: See, I'm I'm thrown off by the name as well because, and I I know you said it would be the name that but, but Donald. It seems like they'd give him a. A more Max Payne-y name, like
2: like. Yeah, I well, I, can you think? Can you think of a name? Because when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, that's a bit weak." And you think, well, what other names are there, like Max, that have like a value attached to them? Like, there isn't a name like if he was called Min Payne, I'd take my hat off if that was a name, <laughs> but it's not.
1: Well, no, I don't mean necessarily like as but I mean like you know like a, a short like a. Like a John. Well, he's or Don. It. He's Don Payne. Okay,
0: yeah. Can I just, uh, tiny aside, my my dad once, because uh, he was a teacher, uh, an art teacher, he taught a kid called Wayne Discipline once. <laughs> no. Who was a right little sh*t actually. So, uh, sorry, Wayne, if you're listening to this. Um, so that's a hell of a name. Um, Donald Payne. I'd buy Don Payne more than Donald Payne. So why did Matthew say Donald? Well, it,
2: it says Donald Payne on the Wikipedia page because he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say, I'm Do-, like, in the game, you wouldn't know what his name is.
1: Ah, uh, no, hang on. There's no way that he, if he's only in the game as a 30-second Easter egg grimacing at his son, would have a Wikipedia page.
2: Oh, well, you know what Pete Remedy fans are like? They put Wikipedia pages for everything. They're like, who is this guy? And it's not a big Wikipedia page. It's like on the Max Payne wiki.
1: Wait. So, he, oh, okay. Oh, no. okay. Okay, not real. Wiki. Sorry, it's changing. Oh,
2: no, it's not on. It's not on like the big wiki. It's on. It's on like one of those fandom, whatever they're called.
0: Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, he would have one of those. He'd probably have about three.
1: What do you reckon? it
0: This has got the ring of truth to it. It feels right. like the sort of weird semi humor that was in those games. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's nice.
1: Oh, it's. We'll go nice. nice. It's. Uh, Ooh-la-la. Ooh-la-la. No. Don. Donald Payne. Come on,
2: Don Payne. I would have come up with a better name. I spent ages trying to find names that were also values,
0: but I couldn't find one. (laughs) That's why you spoke with such confidence about the fact there weren't any. (laughs) That should have been our clue, Alice. Yeah, okay. This wouldn't have happened to Holmes. No, this very one true. might be. This
2: next one's probably very easy if either of you have played this game because you'll know that it's that it's true. Uh, this is Final Fantasy X,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and yeah. the dad is called Ject, and he is he's the dad of Tidus, the hero. He's a legendary blitzball player, but what's notable about Ject is that he is also a giant apocalyptic whale.
0: I, I can't bear Final Fantasy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so he is your dad. He is a Blitzball player <sighs> slash giant whale, basically the final boss of the game.
1: I mean, is not everyone's father the final boss of their game in a <laughs> oh, way? <laughs> I
2: hope not. I don't want to have to fight my dad at the end of his life.
1: I reckon I could take my dad quite easily.
0: Oh, uh... Uh, just... Is he a massive whale, though? I mean, that's, that's the, no. the clincher here. No, I mean, it...
1: s- spiritually, maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> not physically.
0: Well, When you say whale...
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, I describe it like it's it's a whale-like creature. The, the creature's name in the game, it's called Sin.
1: So it's the g- thing is, so I have played Final Fantasy X to completion, so I feel like I should leave Nate to puzzle this one out himself because oh, i
0: think it would be unfair this is like a karmic punishment for the first podcast i ever did when i promised i would play final Fantasy 13 <laughs> never Returns. did yeah I never did now well i mean it wouldn't leave me any the wiser but i'd have some sort of righteousness um, Jecked yeah tell me tell me something of ofject's life what what does he care for
2: well, he was, he was—he uh, went out. So I can tell you how he became a whale. He went out uh, when he was young. He like left. So you haven't seen your dad in some time. Uh, and he was all kind of like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill this giant whale." And uh, but what he didn't realize is that when he killed the whale, you become the giant whale. So he killed it and became it. And then you're like, "My dad's gone missing." And then you spend the whole game hunting this whale. Only to oh. discover it is your dad. Your dad is a giant whale.
0: But that sounds like an amazing plot. That's how Moby Dick should have gone. Um, <laughs> that is how, isn't it? <laughs> is
1: that it. not? Yeah, is that not the plot of Moby Dick?
0: Well, because if it was a Final Fantasy game, at this point there would have been like I don't know some things called like the Jeffrey shards that you know turn something called the Mega 3 <laughs> into fruit, and I would have had an aneurysm. Uh, whereas that just sounds quite good.
2: I, I mean, I have, I have simplified it for the sake of this the, the retelling.
0: Do you know what? I'm going to say it's nice, just in the hope that maybe it's going to be the first glimmer of interest I've ever shown in, <laughs> in Final Fantasy, because I do love a whaling story.
1: Nice. Yeah. Okay. So we're going. Nice. It is. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You did it.
2: Oh god! I got to wow. up the game. You guys. You guys are winning this at the moment.
1: It's. It's. Uh. The. The plot of Final Fantasy X is extraordinary. It's ridiculous. Um,
0: is it in fact way more bold? Bull- than what Matthew just said yeah
1: it's it's
0: Moby Moby Drek I'm afraid I'll just continue to not care about it then
1: uh I mean there's some good there's some good stuff in there as well you know
0: actually Uh... I I should mention to any listeners who are passionate fans of the series I'm not entirely serious in my passionate hatred of Final Fantasy (laughs) it's just a thing it's a bit I think Catherine
2: really likes Final Fantasy X just like, some models of it and stuff.
1: It, it's not, it's not terrible, but it is, it is a bit mad. And it Final Fantasy X two is amazing, but everyone makes fun of it. Oh, F- well, Final, well, in Final Fantasy X two, you play as like a group of women, and you swap clothes to get different abilities. It's really great. Um, well, if you thought that was weird,
2: wait until you hear this. I'm returning, I'm afraid, to the well of Death Stranding because it's just too juicy. So okay. at one point in the game, Sam Porter Bridges is asked to find something called the Big Package. And uh... <laughs> this is dumb. I'm trying not to laugh reading this out because it's just stupid. The Big Package turns out to be your dad. Uh, and <laughs> it's actually, he's in a, he's referred to that because he's in a big sort of, uh, like imagine a sort of tri- a prison transport thing. So you don't actually see him. Um but you do talk to him like you never actually see him in the game. You just talk to him inside this sort of prison package that you're delivering. Um, and what, he, like, is he all muffled? Like, no, you can you can hear it. Like, I guess there's like vents in it or something. You can hear him. But the what in in one of those weird kind of kajimery things, um, he's never given like his actual dad's name. He's in the subtitles. He speaks as the big
1: package. So, on the one hand, the big package is a very, like, you know, a very Freudian kind of name for your dad, isn't it?
2: Oh yeah, I didn't really think of that. Kojima works on many levels.
0: I it surprises me that you wouldn't think of that.
1: You yeah, the thought- tone. In oh. fact, the tone of voice which you used when you just said that was as if you were like. Trying to mollify me and be like, "Oh, Alice, yes, you're very clever, aren't you?" <laughs> so
2: no, just it's just like not like that game is full of nonsense. It's it's no, you're, weirdly you're... specific in places. It's strangely vague in others.
1: I feel like you're trying to stroke my ego to try and lull me into a full sense of <laughs> like. Listen, I'm, fundamentally,
2: you're going to vote how you're going to vote in the Lies. <laughs> so you know, yeah. it can only go one of two ways. But I'm telling you. This one is true. It made so, me laugh when I saw it, and it made me laugh that they never gave him his actual name. Like, it's just a vague presence. I'll
0: just hold the boat at the pier a second. What, what, what is he being transported to and why?
2: Uh, well, like I say, he's in a prison transfer, He's a prisoner. So you're taking him from one city to another city to stand trial, I guess. What's he done? Uh, I don't know.
0: Does. just
2: Does. This isn't a game that of, explains uh, itself brilliantly well, I should say. I know it, it sounds horribly vague, but it's just one of those things. It's like not It's not a main mission or anything, it's just a side mission.
1: I. Uh, I think this might be an ooh la la because it's too similar. Because your first mission that you do is to carry your mum's dead body. Right, exactly. Before yeah. it explodes, so
2: you know, I guess it's a sort of echo of that.
1: But well, I think it's it's too much of an echo. Is the first mission handled quite
0: seriously?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, yes and no. Like she's she's strapped up on your back, and then you have to get her to a, a crematorium. You can port. like
2: drop your mum's corpse in a river, yeah. and then have to go and find it again. <laughs>
1: um. But I think yeah. I think it's too similar to that. I think that's Matthew vibing off off the game. So I think it's a new la la.
0: Yeah, it just it reeks to me. It's it's got to be an new la la. Yeah. Ooh la la.
1: It's a
2: ooh la la. I knew I shouldn't have called it the big package. That's f- stupid. <laughs> 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 that's God damn it.
0: Oh, all right. Bravo, that was that was a tricky one.
2: Okay. Oh, they've all got such stupid names. That's what that's what annoys me about these. Resident oh, see, d- do us is... one more, maybe, and then we'll. Okay, one more. Uh, this is uh, this is Resident Evil Six, which I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago as being like a bad game that I quite liked. Um, and in one of the strands of the game. Uh, Chris Redfield is chased by a creature like Nemesis called the Usternak. Uh, And one of the notable things about this monster is that it appears to utter three words: Christmas die. He says, he says, Christmas die, Christmas die. Um, but what it's actually revealed to be is, and this is where it's stupid, so I apologize, he's saying, Christmas die. <laughs> and it's actually referring to his father, a scientist called Dr. Christmas.
1: Okay. Mm. Uh, so what's it called? Ustenak. The Ustenak like...
2: was the son of this Dr. Christmas who has been turned into this monster. And he's chasing Chris. And you assume he's chasing Chris, but he's actually just out to chase after this scientist.
0: Oh, la,
1: la. This is a... Okay, okay. Um Right. This is a tough one. I like that you've got you've avoided like the obvious Resident Evil potential dad stuff. Uh oh god. I'd see I don't know Resident Evil that well.
0: I feel so out of my depth here. Uh um,
1: Christmas time. I'm pretty sure there is someone called Christmas in it. Or am I thinking of James Bond and there's that one Bond uh, car? You might be thinking James. there is there the is Doctor
2: Christmas Jones in in James Bond. That is a thing.
1: Uh, I mean, side note, but what kind of parent calls their child Christmas?
2: Well, it's 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 you're setting them up for like a h- incredibly horny James Bond one-liner.
0: <laughs> I hate James Bond, the man and nothing. the franchise.
2: Um, Do you remember the okay. joke about Christmas Jones that he says in the film?
0: Christmas comes, but once a year.
1: Yeah. So he's bragging about being a terrible lover as well.
0: You wouldn't hedge um, her out to that. Well, you, uh, I. Christmas I, die. That's such a rubbish reveal.
2: Well, that's not what we're debating here. We're debating the veracity of this father. Yeah, but that's it. Like, I mean, I mean, you got to remember. Like I said. Yeah, Resident Evil 6 is, is largely considered to be a bad game for, for reasons exactly like this.
1: children uh, I have my suspicions about this but I'm going to lean towards a nice I think because that it does feel like the kind of like backwards working logic trap thing that you get in Resident Evil. But I wish I knew more about Resident Evil because I'm sure there are people listening to this who are screaming now. That but I'm going to go with the nice. I think.
0: Oh, I'm I'm just like a child lost in a foreign supermarket at this point. I'm I'm <laughs> going to say nice too. Right. Nice. It was.
1: Oh la la. <gasps> oh la la. Yes. Uh, well,
0: well played at the end
1: there, Matthew.
0: Yes. Oh, his last sword strike ran us both through. Oh, it did. <laughs>
2: God, it was so over elaborate I thought there's no way they're going to go for that The Oosternak That is true It is called the. That's that. That's the one bit that's true
1: <laughs> It's called the Oosternak
2: I don't know how it's pronounced Oosternak, Oosternak, Oosternak I don't know
0: Very good
1: Thank Very you good, yeah. Now
0: you may good. leave <laughs> well, Get out be, There's no ghost wildlife or anything
2: uh, no, I'm not going to set anything on you. I'm just going to sit here with all my fake
0: dads. Well, let's just trudge out awkwardly.
2: Uh, where, where, have you, where? Oh no, I was about to say where have you guys been, but I forgot that I was myself in the cabinet <laughs>
0: <play>. <laughs> You weren't playing your own dad. I wasn't playing.
2: Uh, I wasn't playing a Matthew Castle, I was the Matthew Castle. the one and only.
1: Yeah. Uh that was that was a that was an ordeal that was I've, dads are quite imposing aren't they uh but thank you for that matthew that was you that was excellent
2: <laughs> oh god donald Payne,
1: donald. don pain uh, um blimey well uh i think what remains for us now is to do our recommendations uh for this week uh yeah, have you got something for uh, the readers aquarium this week or Nate or are you going to recommend something different?
0: Yeah, let's, uh, let's let's start with that. We'll do the usual thing. I'll do the aquarium rec and then if I think of anything else I've cared about um in the last 2 days, okay. I'll throw that in after Matthew's. Uh, but this week we're going to be looking Do we do substrate already? I don't think so. <laughs> what a question. Well, if not, it, you, can, you can never have too much. Um, and Tropica uh, do a nice uh, nine-litre bag of aquarium soil. That's uh, very expensive. That'll uh, set you back about £36, pounds, which nice. is a lot for soil. <laughs> but it's a compacted, hardened pellets uh, with a great mineral balance. Uh, very iron-rich, which is important, especially if you want to grow red-tinted plants and uh, you put a layer of that down under your sand or attractive top layer to your substrate. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that next week. <laughs> uh
1: Matthew, what do you have to You've got to leave them
2: wanting more, haven't you?
0: Every yeah. time. Uh,
1: I am going to
2: recommend, I imagine it's a film everyone's seen, but I rewatched it recently. Uh, LA Confidential, uh, which I rewatched because there was a Twitter uh th- sort of f- f- uh, question doing the rounds about films that were perfectly cast and I thought to myself oh LA Confidential like particularly uh Guy Pearce and Russell Crowe absolutely the embodiment of their two characters and the perfect age and like newcomers like a really th- you know that film just hit on like a perfect cast out of nowhere and I re-watched it and was like this is one of the all-time greats I love that film it's absolutely brilliant
0: Mm. Well, I've never watched it, but oh, I will it's now. It's so good! It's so good! It's just to be so fair. Good. Every time you recommend a movie to me with the young Russell Crowe in it, it ends up being good. So
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got a track record, one for one so far. Quick in the dead. <laughs> Let's give it a
1: shout. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I rewatched that. It really holds up. It's a great film.
1: It is a great film. Uh, good recommendation. I am going to recommend. Uh, so I have I have BritBox. I'm not going to recommend BritBox uh, specifically because it's actually a terribly optimized streaming service. Like it it is performs very poorly compared to almost every other streaming service out there. Um, but BritBox is uh, the BBC slash well, I guess UK TV kind of answer to Netflix. Um, so it's got all your your BBC and your ITV and your. I basically use it as a Midsummer Murder box. Um, nice, because it, it has all of them and it has uh, it has all of the Midsummer Murders and it has like playlists like by fictional location where the murders took place. Oh really? Yeah. So it has like a playlist for like Badgers Drift murders, and then it has playlists for like methods that is called like Midsummer Murder Method Bludgeoning. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Um, But um, BritBox uh, in the last week uh, got a children's television show from the 80s called The Box of Delights, which is this extraordinary uh, Christmassy, weird time for them to put it on there, but it's sort of a Christmas themed children's uh, six part TV series. Uh, which won loads of BAFTAs and stuff at the time. Cause it was, I think it was like 1984 or maybe 86. It cost a million pounds to make back then. Which what? Like, yeah. Which is like three and some million now. It was the most expensive TV, uh, children's TV show ever made, I think, uh, at the time. Cause it used all these mad like special effects. Um, uh, and it's basically it's about, it's, it's set in like 1934. And it's about an extremely posh boarding school child who comes back to uh, his home for the Christmas holidays and uh, encounters a, a Punch and Judy man magician played by Patrick Troughton, mm. who has a box of delights. Which sounds rude now. It sounds like that's where Madame Clapham works, but um, <laughs> Madame Smackham. <works. laughs> Smackham. <laughs> um, but it's like a. It's just like a little magic. Uh, literally a magic little box that can make you fly or go small or go to like different periods of time where weird Romans are having fights with wolves. Um, uh, And it's so magic that a gang of magicians are after it, like evil magicians, and they're quite sinister. And it's so weird and dark and also like upper class. And and expensive. And expensive. Um, So I'm going to recommend checking out the box of delights. However yeah, can.
0: it's got to be said, people say the world's getting worse, but like, can you imagine today a show just releasing with the premise that an incredibly privileged child just has something wonderful happen to them <laughs> and it not drawing some flack? Like, I will put my toe in the sand and say, you know what, we've gotten wise to that crap.
1: Yeah, it's
2: true. It all went a but bit. It, it went a bit biker grove after that, didn't it? <laughs> which which was the second most expensive TV show ever made because Jeff was entirely CGI. Uh, <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> uh, it's played by Andy Serkis. Circus. Circus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never
0: remember that guy's name. What's it called? <laughs> and An- Andrew Circus. Yeah. Yes. Andrew Circus.
1: Um, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, lovely. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Listener, for this episode 107 of the Electronic Wireless Show, Rock, Paper, Shotguns, Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion, which this week was the Dad Games special. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, Thank you very much for listening once again. Uh, remember to uh, follow us on Twitter. We're at Rock Paper Shot. We're also on Facebook as Rock Paper Shotgun. Uh, you should like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash rockpapershot. You should go to our merch store and get a lovely purple t-shirt, which uh, is teespring.com forward slash store forward slash Um And you should consider joining our community Discord, which is lovely. Um, and they like the podcast in there. So it's a nice ego boost for us to go in and chat sometimes <laughs> Um uh and uh yeah don't forget to go to www.rockpipershotgun.com for all your PC gaming needs. Uh and join us again next week where uh Nate will give you another substrate recommendation for your uh, ongoing fish tank. Uh,
0: <laughs> keep that fish alive. It'll have everything it needs one day. <laughs> one day it'll get the water.
1: Um so all that remains is to say goodbye. So it's goodbye from me, Alice Bell. Goodbye. I was waiting for someone to say goodbye then. Oh yeah, Uh, yeah, bye. It's goodbye from Daddy Warbucks.
2: Oh, goodbye.
1: And it's goodbye from Horizon Zero Dad. Bye. 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 -bye. Mm
0: Daniel, I threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, "May your God whom you serve continually, rescue you." Daniel answered, "O oh, king, live forever! My God sent His angel, and He shut the mouths of the lions." Read what?
1: There was no need for that. <laughs> it's very upsetting.